are live streaming on Sportsnet's YouTube channel. We're also on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And wherever you are downloading our podcast, we're happy you're along for the ride for the next two hours. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, Sammy McKee, all on board for the next little while. Dustin Johnson, he's in full golf attire today, Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from the course, boys. A little Tam O'Shanner action this morning. You've got two rounds in already. Yeah, I got the itch. Probably going to figure out a single again before the end of this week. Was it uh, uh, wild? Like, the Masters gave you the itch to no, go out and just, uh, hit the ball today? I love playing golf. Uh, and I, I got a taste on, I've played three times, only on not, for nine, one hole, but one time, sorry. But You know just, when you really will enjoy it is when you get good. <laughs> right? That's a very good, that's a very good point. When it's I'm pers- so much more enjoyable. <laughs> the pursuit of greatness. It's, um, yeah, but boys, this morning, teed off at 6.58 a.m. And yet you get paired up with some yeah, random people? My boy, uh, Kim and Yawn and... Out I went, and it was just perfect. Done in three and a half hours. Good dudes? Splendid. One didn't speak English. The other guy was fine. Supposed to be a great week here, so that'll dry out uh, even more. So hopefully uh, um, I may hit, try to hit the ball this weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't know if your big flute and club's going to be open yet, is it? No, not... Uh, <laughs> yeah. They got a little more respect. Yeah, they no, they no, got to no. get the interns out with the scissors on the green there. For, uh, get the paint out. I, 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 uh, I got to say, Kipper, I was uh, alerted to who you may look like uh, in a famous movie. Um, maybe a little uh, Harrison Ford um, in Star Wars. A little bit of... Uh, with, the, with the vest? With the vest? Yes. I'm getting vest comments already. Oh, no, I'm just saying it. <laughs> Uh, what's Harrison Ford's character? Uh, Han, oh, Han, Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. How about our show? Between you're, looking, nice. you're looking a little Han Solo ex today. I don't that mind that. Handsome look, I mean, he's really. a handsome lad. You look great. I Big dinner tonight. I think the chicks digged him back he, then. He did okay for himself over the years, I think. Well, good. Yeah. So, there you go. Good, I'm okay. And we are closing in on uh, May 4th. Be with you soon. We're what? A couple weeks, weeks away. Uh, that oh. might be game two for the Leafs, huh? Which we can't wait for. In Boston, Listen, or what, let, what's it going to be? Good segue here uh, towards May 4th is this is traditionally and historically been the time now where you're getting ready for the playoffs. Oh, this yeah. is it. Like, this is, like, enough already. The weather, the the time shift. Going home after dinner, sun's still up, and it's playoff hockey. But we know it's been bumped back. We still got 10 games to go. I know. I'm like, Uh, this is going to be a challenge now, not only for Sheldon Keefe, but I think any coach in the National Hockey League. How do you you keep guys, other than Austin Matthews, who's chasing history, really engaged now for the next... 10 days it's a for some of these guys it's hard i can i can yeah. assure you well particularly in the western conference where well sorry not in the eastern conference where all eight teams are in it's just really weird that the nba playoffs are starting way before the nhl playoffs and now excuse my it's ignorance but how did we get so off the nba I, schedule I, longer delay i think it's just a COVID. longer delay I think, yeah. I, think, I think covid shut us down longer did it than it did for them because Traditionally, it's only been, what, a week apart, 10 days? And usually days? the other way. Like, basketball starts a little later, finishes a little later. Correct. Yeah. So it just, I will say there is a uh, circadian rhythm, is not the right word, but like a annual yearly rhythm mm-hmm. to to hockey. And it feels like we're thrown off right now that we're launching into game 80 or 74 rather than when I do believe that it the next 10 games or even going into the first round, it'll... It'll kind of screw up a rhythm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it might bleed into some serious upsets. I don't know. It may bleed into some guys getting hurt a lot more or a rash of injuries. But I'm terrified I'm, of that. I'm getting, I'm getting a, a weird vibe here for the next 10 games because it is far enough where, you know, we are talking about hockey players and sometimes it's like children and it's like... <laughs> Or simply a, a squirrel, 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 <laughs> squirrel, where? Squirrel. Squirrel. And it's yeah. going to be challenging for some of these guys yeah. to look interested in certain parts 
of the next 10 games. Well, it's funny. Like, if you play in a warm weather market, maybe it's not such a big deal. But being in a Canadian city, when it looks like it does outside right now, I think it's, I don't know, 13 Celsius and sunny. Like, it's a beautiful day. It's really tough to not be like, well... You know, it's uh, everyone's free from hockey except for those who have a chance to win the cup. So yeah, no, it's going to be a, an interesting test here. Uh, the the Leafs, there's, you're not even in a position where you want one team over the other. Oh, we better win these so we don't get. It's kind of like I, I it's almost as if where your 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 opponents irrelevant. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it, there's whoever it's going to be. Is Florida any worse an outcome than Tampa Bay than Boston? I don't think Carolina, maybe. I don't know. I do worry, though, that when you are going into these last 10 games and you talked about it being taking it a little easier, not necessarily, maybe not the right choice of words, but just kind of trying to plot your way through games is when bad stuff kind of happens. Oh, yeah, you can't when, have when you play. get When you get out of the rhythm, that's when scary things happen. And there's definitely going to be, in the Eastern Conference where things are pretty much sewn up, they are sewn up, one of these teams that's in a playoff race, that's in a Stanley Cup contention window, is going to have a big injury to one of their players. I wonder and if you just you just hope it's not the Leafs. You just hope it's not the Leafs because it's <sighs> it's it's a scary proposition playing these last ten games, especially with teams that are out of the playoffs. Like you have games against Detroit coming up, Buffalo tonight. Like they're playing hard. They they are their Super Bowl right now is to beat the Leafs. So well, and if you ask under truth serum for the Buffalo Sabers, if where their Super Bowl really truly lied over the course of their season, many of them may go back to the outdoor game. They checked all the boxes. Right? Yeah, they they won the outdoor game. Owen Powers in the lineup. You know they're they're doing great. They're beating the Leafs every chance they get. It, it is fascinating. So, do you believe in the idea of giving guys rest and saying you can't go out and play twelve minutes for Mark Giordano? Do you sit him out? Do you sit out? Mitch Marner. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I find a way to, to show everybody uh, that as much as, you know, we're enjoying this ride of Austin Matthews and can he get to 63, 65, 67, that I have to find a different way to show them that we're going to use these next 10 games to work on certain things, which could include that we may ask you to take a night off. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not you even go to Matthews and want to have that conversation. Do you have to say anything to anyone? You're the coach or the GM. Say, so, yeah, you're not in tomorrow. See you next game. We're resting some guys. Um, why don't we listen to Sheldon Keefe talk about resting guys and we'll carry on. Yeah. Yeah, well, the conversations with the veterans are probably harder than anyone else because, I mean, as an example, you look out on the ice here right now and Mark Giordano is the only defenseman on the ice skating. And, and it's because he he feels that, um, in particular at his age, that the more he skates, the better he feels. The more he plays, the better he feels. And the, the more time away he takes, body doesn't feel so good. It takes a while to to get it back going. So the, the older players, Spez is the same way. Joe Thornton, when we had him here last year, same way. These, these guys want to want to keep moving, and they, they think it takes them longer to uh, to get fired back up again. Um, so those conversations for those kind of guys are, are a little more difficult, but we do have to be smart about it. Okay. I, fascinating. Well, first of all, you know, I get that you're – Soon to be 39, Gio, but you're not my dad's 1986 Honda Civic, <laughs> you know, where I got to plug in the block heater or else I got no chance of it starting tomorrow morning. Oh. Uh, you know what, though? I, I, I didn't play at an older age. I, is there something to the idea that, like, it's you take a couple days off and it's worse for you? No. I don't think it's it's just a night off. Like you can have, you can practice, you can ride the bike, you can lift weights. It's just a game off. So yeah, I, I don't love necessarily that point. don't overthink it. I, I don't necessarily buy into the I I, I can't start up again. She was out there today. No one else is right. So I I I, I am I, I know where that fine line is, and it's sometimes it can look. At a, at a strength or weakness on either side of where you 
stand on this, mm-hmm. but you got to pick one yeah. and you just stick with it. I, you know, I, I feel the same way Sammy does that like someone, not for the Leafs, but like people are going to get hurt down the stretch. The, the less you play your guys, it's like the trade deadline. I know I want this guy available at a certain time. You know, I know I've beat this drum, but it made me crazy when Patrick Marlowe played game 82 for the Toronto Maple Leafs to keep his consecutive games played streak intact. That made me really mental. Like you're putting your personal thing in front of what's best for the team, which has arrested you. And I don't want to see that if Matthews is chasing a goal record or Marner's chasing top five points. In theory, it's over. So no more milestones. So like in, in all honesty, do we think 65 do we th- do we think 63 would be like really less appealing than 65 or 67 like at the end of the day it's just a number it's like it's like reading those free agent baseball players are you more impressed to hear that he signed for 300 300- and $11 million compared to like 292 is it yeah. not just the same yeah Aaron Judge <laughs> greedy looking for 300 schmill instead of 270 yeah isn't it after you're past a certain number doesn't don't they all sound the same anyways does it really matter if austin finishes with 62 or 65 you know what matters to the people in the youtube comments and on twitter to say to the other people say oh you think ovi's the best goal scorer ever yes. matthews has 66 so ovi's yes. never got past 65 that's what matters and get that conversation going again after you've got knocked out in the first round because that will be your only saving grace in, in any conversation when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? Yeah. It Daggers, is, Kipper. It Daggers. Is, from it, the call's coming from inside the house. Austin Matthews scoring 60-plus is a horrible constellation prize for Leaf fans if they get knocked out in the first round. Right. You with me, Sammy? I Yeah, but honestly... Leaf fans been through so much that so getting, it's, getting, it's si- okay. getting 60 goals is a hell of a thing. That's something that I never pictured ever seeing a Toronto Maple Leaf do is score 60 goals. What if they get put out, it sucks bad. And everyone else like, oh, yeah, do it. regular season. Blah, blah. I understand all that. But, like, yeah. having the 60 it, goals, it, you can't take that away. But, but it is not what Leaf fans first and foremost want. No. It is not sitting atop the mountain or the pecking order. No, it's not. I, I don't know. I thought J.D. Bunkus made an interesting point to us earlier today when he said Leafs fans are afraid to celebrate, celebrate regular season victories and good things because of the playoffs. They don't want to be the person who, like, you know, over-celebrated Matthews oh. and then you get blown up in the first round again. We had that conversation in October. And Leaf fans have had that but conversation. But haven't they done enough to move it into beyond? They had a good year to, like, a historic year. Like, can't it be relevant now that they're going to have 114 points when the Leaf season record is 105? Or that Matthews has 62 goals when the franchise record was 54? Like, these are but, amazing uh, things. Yeah, I know. And, and Tampa's got that going. And Florida's got that going. And, uh, you know, there's... Tampa there's had 126 six, points right? the year they got swept in round one by Columbus. So it's it's okay to say that you are amongst you know, the top teams this year. And there is, uh, you know, somewhere down the road, there's a good pat on the back for that. But it won't come. Sign your hat in an autograph session. It won't come until after we see this thing played out uh, this spring. I feel like I want to play in these games because I'm so sick of hearing about this, how this Leafs team can't play in the playoffs and can't get past the first round, whatever. Like, I can't imagine the... You know, like in a, these guys must feel like Alaskan sled dogs. Like, let's just go. Let me go. Let me go. Ten more games. I know. So it, mentally, you gotta, you do have to pace yourself a little bit here. And if you do see some guys in the next ten games looking like uh, they didn't plug their car into the, <laughs> their, uh, warm up their their with their block heater. Geo needs his block you, heater. You, you might not. You might know why because. It is a long season, and it's grinding right now. And because of the last pandemic shutdown, we're, we're, we're forced into another two and a half, three weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel like, oh, my God, this is the season that won't end. Yeah. So let's, let's do have Keith talk on that. Talk on Matthews and the Leafs being motivated. 
I hadn't given it any thought, to be honest. Um, I, I don't think Austin's needed any extra motivation or fire lately. He's, he's, uh, he's finding that himself, uh, no matter who the opponent is. So I don't have any, any questions about whether or not he'll be ready to play tonight. What about your team in general, having lost two in a row to them, including that outdoor game? How much motivation do you think that gives them? Yeah, I mean, we, we're we're hopeful that that is something that kind of sparks our guys here. These are the kind of games that are can be challenging. You know, we were just coming off clinching a playoffs uh, playoff spot, and you got a non-playoff team coming in. But, but yeah, they've taken points from us for sure. We want to continue to refine our game. We think we're we're playing some of our best hockey this season right now. So, lots of reasons for us to believe that we'll be better than we have been. Uh, but certainly, these 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 are the types of games that have been a problem for us. Not just against Buffalo, but uh, but others. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I feel like our team's in a good spot right now. Well, the good news is we said that Matthews' performance isn't doesn't doesn't seem out of the ordinary in terms of the the team focus, the team concept. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's just a, a progression of who they are and and how they win, and it's it's led by this guy putting the puck in the net. Yeah. Yeah, he's been been real solid. That whether again, whatever it is driving him, they're they're in the O zone, they're creating, they're getting shots. You know what caught my ear though at the end there is he says these are the type of games that have given us problems, and they're two and three against Buffalo in their last five games. Uh, no one mentioned it to the show in Buffalo. We may or may not owe them Harvey's from the last loss, but like haven't heard back from that one. I know. But these guys... Is it a, uh, an American Harvey's Burger or is it a Canadian Harvey's Burger? <laughs> we'll buy Harvey's them up Burger. here and put in a taxi or something. But they, I mean, they have struggled getting up for these games. It's, I don't know if it's simple as they think it's going to be easy or what, but has been an issue in the past for whatever reason. Do we see any type of uh, fallback coming off of uh, the outdoor game and Rasmus Dahlin... Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. I think deep down, I would hope from a Leaf perspective that that would find a way to enter tonight's game. If Again, if you're looking for different ways to kind of uh, motivate yourself or pump up your tires a little bit or send a reminder, and it's just not even a reminder over to the other side of Buffalo, but it's a kind of a reminder too that you send to any other team in the league. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, don't, he's our star player. Don't mess with him. Well, yeah. And so I wonder if you think that should affect, I'm I'm looking as you're talking for the lineup tonight. I haven't seen it yet. Do you think they should have in a couple of guys who can stir? Do you think Simmons and Clifford should play tonight in case? Here's my fear. As someone says, we're Buffalo. We got nothing to lose. Matthews took a cross check to the head of our number one D man. Um, we're going to go ahead and let him know that's not okay. Take a couple extra liberties on him. You don't want Austin Matthews having an answer for that. It's a game that has very little meaning. I, in terms of, I don't think if you dress Simmons and Clifford, it makes you that much worse than if you dress whatever the alternative, Abruzzese or whoever. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would, for sure. Something You're asking be- me a question. Would I make? Would I just cover myself a little bit with that, with those, with those type of players? Absolutely. What's the harm? Right. I mean, and you think they're good enough to play for your team? Put them in. I don't. I don't. You know, the next ten games, I, I don't necessarily think Sheldon needs to kind of show all his cards on his lineup. Yeah. That he can pull it back a little bit, and you know, like we said, pull out certain players and just say, "Hey, tonight you're gonna. Uh, tonight's your night is off." Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not you want to go to. Mitch Marner or Austin with three games to go or two games to go mm-hmm. or do it earlier, you know, later on this week. But it's okay. It's okay for teams now that are going to scout you and whether it's going to be Tampa Bay or Boston to watch the remaining games because you know they're, they're going to get scouted, right, in the last yeah. we, uh, two weeks. Yep. That those teams, those potential matchup teams – are going to now follow the Toronto Maple Leafs and try to absorb everything they can from them. You don't have to show your cards. And I want to go back to even that debacle in Florida, you know, and uh, and ending up with Jack Campbell in the lineup or bringing back Muzzin. Like, 
That was his first game back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I wouldn't have played Muzzin in that Florida game. Yeah. I wouldn't have. Again, you don't get to see Muzzin. You don't get to see Jack Campbell. Leave those mysteries if we match up with you in the playoffs. But don't show your cards right now this close to the end of the year. Yeah, having done some video work on teams, like, okay, we're going to play this team in playoffs. You're right. It's about two weeks where, you know, you're following, watching every game, clipping every special team's play and say, here's what their tendencies are, what they like to do. Because it changes throughout the year, right? It evolves. All right. They find something new or some other look that works. And so you need their most recent play. You know what uh, catches my attention, too, is game 82. You know who that's against? The Boston Bruins. Mm. Kind of lineups that going to look like. Well, I don't know. There's a chance it's a game for home ice, you know, or it's a game for who's going to drop into the wild card and who's going to be. There's a chance it's a very meaningful game in terms of who your opponent is going to be. And I am comfortable for the Leafs going into Boston the first two games. Uh, Either the split. And and getting a split out of there. But the Leafs. I'm way too confident in the Leafs right now. I know it's stupid, but I. So you think the Boston would come into Toronto and get the split? Because Leafs are way ahead of. I think there'd be more pressure to perform if they perform well or, or or win the first two games. Yeah, they're five points clear in the Bruins right Bruins right now with the same amount of games played. So if they were going to play the Bruins at this point, it's trending towards to it being. They, in they also have yeah. the tiebreaker yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I wouldn't like it. Make up six. Wouldn't like it. I can ju- I can just picture coming in here after the first Wednesday of the NHL playoffs and seeing Kipper and seeing you down 0-1 after Marshawn gets a hattie and passes (laughs) shooting it in the net and being a big S disturber. I I can just picture it at this very moment. And I'm not liking it. Let's just say that. They got uh, Lindholm out of the lineup. They got Pasternak out of the lineup, Boston. So uh, there are ways away from... Showing their full cards. Well, this too. is everyone, you know, I don't know if Ekblad is back yet. No. But, you know, like there's a lot of teams are still dealing with major injuries to key players. The one thing that's fascinating is is Tampa Bay. Like, you know, I think they've got everyone last time I checked. And I know they won their last game. But, yeah, they're they're still flailing a little bit. So that is right now we're at to end. They would have Tampa Bay in the first round. Vasilevsky, Hedman, Point, Sorelli, it'll be fine. Kucherov, Stamkos. The one focus, I think, uh, going in uh, the last 10 games for me, too, is you just you want to be ex- executing well on uh, your power play. And I think they went 0 for 5 against Montreal. This killed them last year. They slumped on the power play headed so, towards the postseason. Then Again, uh, you, you're going to be very careful on, on selecting, I guess, if – when and if you're going to ask certain players to be out. But this is one of those things where their their power play has been great all year. Does it still mm-hmm. sit at uh, number one? Is it still in the 30s? Is it flirting a little bit? It, yeah. How high did it get? Uh, it was up to 35 at one point. Yeah. I think it was Their first in the NHL at 29.4. 29, okay, so. 26.4 is in second. So they're going to. Is, this is the first time in a while it's been under 30, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that's because they went 0 for Saturday night. Yeah. But. They had so many good looks, so Kip. Yeah, and, and they were uh, all Nylander over. hit the post. Yeah. And yeah, no, no question about that. But Nylander's dented some iron but I, lately. But I, n- no one wants to have a conversation after the first round's over that it, it, it looked good. But listen, the difference between this year's power play, and I, th- I would agree that it's been a little bit of a swoon. I mean, like you said, they went 0 for. But it's, there hasn't been stretches of the season this year where their power play looked like it did last year at the end. Like, th- th- yeah. it started at, at this start of the year, didn't look very good, and they kind of worked out of it. Remember, we were talking about all the different adjustments they were making, and it's looked pretty consistently good all the way through. Last year, it, they just hit, they were, they were historic for the first month, and then they were never good again. Yeah. And now they still like even when they're not scoring, they're still in the zone. They're still snapping around. Yeah. Guys are moving. It still looks like a good unit. And if you're heading into a playoff series, it still gives me confidence that it's going to be able to score. What gives me greater confidence is the penalty kill. The yeah. penalty kill to me is what's it's fun. It's it's just an enjoyable <laughs> unit that has so much speed and skill on it that it gives me more confidence they're going not, into a playoff they, series. They, for a very long time, they've never really focused on killing the penalty but finding ways to score themselves i know, I know. Yeah. which is incredible and it's it's led by mitch marner guys i mean yeah every time 100%. he's out there he is thinking don't sleep on me 
or else I will make you look really bad. I'm telling you, were I coaching a power play against the Leafs, I'd be like, we're going to run it from behind the net. We're going to run it off the half yeah. walls. We're don't don't flutter anything. High guy. Yeah, I was like, don't flutter anything <laughs> up to the point, <laughs> no, man. Yeah. An accomplishment now Downhill for teams the on the power play is not giving Break up a, short goal, <laughs> a shorthanded goal. No, for real. it's uh, It's been deadly. We also got uh, Jason York. He's going to join us momentarily. Eddie Olchuk in about 20 minutes, former NHLer, broadcaster with TNT. Always fun to uh, get into uh, what's going on uh, around the National Hockey League with Eddie. And in the second hour, Sam Constantino, uh, junior hockey and NHL analyst for Sportsnet. And we get to tee up a little bit more Owen Power. Yeah. Toronto boy. Yes. First pick overall. Starts his NHL debut tonight, trying to shut down Austin. I know Matthews. His first nice, pro, nice assignment. Yeah, his first pro practice is in the Ford Performance Center, which his mom ran because he's a Toronto boy. So he had all he had his skating coach there. He had a whole army of people who saw him growing up. What a year for him! You know, the Olympic team, the World Juniors, the college experience. Now he's in, you know, playing for the Sabres. Yeah, like you said, draw Austin Matthews in Toronto. Godspeed, big fella. And they need all the positive stories they can get Buffalo. Yeah. And 11 straight I, years, no I, I do, I do like them. And the team that I did watch in that outdoor game, uh, there was a strong suggestion that they've got uh, some character guys in that room that mm-hmm. that they they like each other. They play hard for each other. They protect each other. The the the, the Rasmus Dahlin, Matthew scenario that they got from Tuck's from really turned Buffalo into a, a good leader for them, mm-hmm. a good voice. Yeah, and he's like proud to be from Buffalo. Like he's a part of that community. Big big, big fan of Tuck. All right, let's bring in Jason York, guy that doesn't hold back on this show. No, love having Yorkie on our show. How how are you, Jason? Hey, Kipper. Hey, likewise. I love being on with you guys. Uh, Barty, how you doing? Doing great, buddy. Doing great. So we were just discussing uh, at the top of the show that uh, we've got regular season fatigue. We're, we're done with it. And now they tell us that it's 10 more games in the season. This has historically been the time, Yorkie, as players, we got ready with the, the extra hour. The sun's out. The weather's great. It's spring playoff hockey. Don't even start with the fatigue, Kipper. Let's go back to the days when guys were flying our non-charters, going commercial, back-to-backs, having to play 80 games and having a drink between games. Like, come on. <laughs> like, like, Big responsibility, that was. <laughs> let's, let's keep it. Well, that's when there was a real home, home advantage because the other team was staying over after every game, but... Well, I hear you. Condensed schedule this year. I get it. Guys are a little tired, but um, oh you know, I, 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 the one thing, though, Kipper, the one thing you, you hit on there, the sun's out, the, the weather's getting nice. If you can't be energized heading into the playoffs right now, my, oh, my, check your heart rate. So I'm not dropping any names here, but my rookie year, <laughs> yeah. I, there was a veteran. <laughs> so we, we played two games in a row, travel, yeah. play two games in a row, like Yorkie said. So we we practiced after game two at home, but we were going to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. There would be a couple of cold ones in the dressing room. What a world. A <laughs> couple of cold ones on the way to the airport. But you stop for lunch first. <laughs> then you grabbed a couple of more for the flight. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this veteran's in like 10 beers right now. <laughs> And it's an off day. <laughs> and it'd be like... And a team thing. You're traveling with the team. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is, this is the NHL. All right. And, yeah. uh, and go out there and, and be one of the best players uh, in game three. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, going back to when you had training. And, and I was lucky because I got, to, I got to catch the tail end of that kind of hockey, of that old school hockey where where you came to training camp and it was all about working hard on the ice, but, but it was more about bonding and going for beers um, and, and using training camp, I guess, to get in shape. I, I didn't have that luxury, but a lot of guys had that luxury and, and took full advantage of training camp. When, you know, when we look at uh, the Eastern Conference, uh, including the Toronto Maple Leafs here, and you've, you've 
you've locked up a position for a very long time. You, you think Sheldon and, and some other coaches in, in the East will have a tough time here keeping the guys engaged for, for 10 more games and, and yet find a way to make them feel like everything's building up towards game one? I don't think so. I, I think there's a pretty good group of older guys in that dressing room. I, I like Spetsa would be a guy that knows the importance of heading into the playoffs. He, like you don't want to get hurt, you, you don't want to to go in there beat up and, and tired. But at the same time, I, I think you have to be going into the playoffs playing well and playing the right way. And and you look at where Toronto's sitting right now. I took a peek at the standings before I came on, and man, if I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, as crazy as this sounds, I would rather play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just I, to me, I just think that style of hockey suits. Suits the Toronto Maple Leafs a little bit better. So uh, I think in the back of your mind, number one, you want to be playing good hockey. And I just, I, I know a lot of the guys weren't there for some of those Boston series, but I would want no part of the Boston Bruins right now. Feel the same I, way? I, you know, I am listening to Yorkie and checking the standings. I agree. Yeah. I okay. Think- let me ask both of you, and I'll start with you first, Yorkie. What is it that, that, that Toronto can exploit? Tampa Bay that they can't necessarily the Boston Bruins I just think there's less pressure I think there's less pressure because if 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 you play that and and players once the pucks drop they don't think about this at least I didn't if you go into a series and you lose against the Tampa Bay Lightning you can say what's well, Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup champs yeah. like there's an excuse there's no excuse for losing to the Boston Bruins this year. And that's to me where the pressure comes from. There's no excuse. The Toronto Maple Leafs on paper should beat the Boston Bruins. Uh, there's no, to me, there's no debate about that, but Tampa Bay lightning. Hey, you can make an excuse. So there's a built excuse. And I don't think players think about that, but it might be in the back of their minds a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the the Lightning have given up 30 more goals or something. Uh, more goals than Boston, whatever the number is. Um, you know, I, I just think that style of play maybe is a little bit more conducive for the Leafs. Yeah, it's, me too, Barney. You know, there, there's no no easy answer, I guess, uh, at no. the end of the day. No, I just, uh, no, there isn't. And, and listen, I, I really think, and I don't want to jinx Toronto Maple Leafs, I really think they're going to get it done in the first round this year. I, wow. I, I, I really, I, like I'm watching Matthews play right now. He's at a different level. He's at a different level than 99% of the guys in the league right now, the way he's shooting the puck, the way he's feeling it. And I'm, I'm of the opinion last year when they lost, I didn't think Matthews was that bad. I, I really didn't. I, okay. I, I thought he, I thought he had a lot of good looks I don't think the Toronto Maple Leafs lost because Austin Matthews didn't show up. I just think he was a little snake bitten in that playoff. And I think he's going to learn from that. And, and if I was to bet on somebody breaking out in the playoffs, it's, well, it's, it's, not, it's not hard considering what he's got 58 goals right now. <laughs> yeah, he scores but, a bit. <laughs> like, going out on a limb. But if you look at playoff pass, I just, I can kind of see him figuring it out this year in the playoffs and, and, and having a, and, and at least having a first round and helping Toronto get out of that first round. You think Sheldon's in a bit of a pickle here on how to utilize him the next 10 games or heaven forbid, give him a day off. I mean, do, 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 do you want to, do you want to mess with that? Do you want to jinx it? Do you want to, you know, play a factor on potentially adding or subtracting from his record? Man, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because he's he's chasing down history. The more goals he gets here, the more he pads his lead for, for goal scoring by Toronto Maple Leaf. Um, at the same time, imagine if he got hurt. <laughs> here I go again, maybe Jackson the Leaf going into the playoffs. Man, that's one guy you can't afford to get hurt, get banged up, get nicked up. Uh, I wouldn't want to be showing Keith right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't because as me, as a coach, the right thing to do would, would be to, if you could pick your spots, like maybe we get to the last couple of games here and they know where they're going to be in the standings to give them a rest, give them a break. But then you think, well, do I want to sit him down? Because he's in such a role right now, man. That's a, that's a tough one, Kipper. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm with you. It is very I, difficult. I, 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 just, I just think of it as if, it, if it's not broken, don't try and fix it. Just I guess just keep let him yeah. doing what he's doing because whatever he's doing is working. 
and you don't want to get in the way of, of maybe stopping what he's doing. It's funny. He said, uh, Keith said a quote today that it's easier to have the conversation with the young guys than the old guys because the old guys want to keep playing. He said, yeah. G- he said Gio wants to stay on the ice because he feels better when he keeps in a rhythm. He said Thornton didn't want to come out for the same reason that Spezza likes to keep or likes to keep playing, doesn't like taking days off. Did you feel as you got older in your career that time off made you feel worse when you came back? Uh, no, I liked having time yeah. off because I, I, well, I don't know. I, I, they, these guys sound like they're like in their forties or fifties. It's like when you get to my uh, age, you got you got you got to keep moving. Like they say, motion is lotion. They're not there yet. <laughs> like, like I, I just think you you just add. I I really do believe this. And my last year in Boston, I really appreciated the game. And I loved playing. My body physically couldn't do it anymore. But the older you get, you kind of figure out how lucky you are to play this game, how fortunate you are. And you want to suck in every last moment, every last shift. Because I, I used to think, man, was I ever stupid when I was young? I just I took for granted. and you, you don't realize how special it is. And I think that's probably part of it, what Gio thinks, what Spetsa thinks, is I, I don't want to take a game off. I don't know how much longer I'm going to play this game for. I want to play every single minute I can. And uh, I, I think that would be the biggest reason, guys. And I think, hey, if you you want to tell them whatever you whatever you think is going to make it work to keep them in the lineup. So hey, yeah, hey, I need to keep playing to loosen up. Sure, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with that one. Like, come on, rest is rest <laughs> is important. I don't believe that for one second. You got to hey, you can go you can go ride the bike. You can go stretch. That's the same thing as moving, at least in my books. So no, right. I, I just. I just think they just love playing guys, and they want to and yeah. they want to soak soak and it all in. You know, the the one thing that doesn't change, and it doesn't matter whether you've played two games or or twelve hundred, is that that competitive that competitive yeah. feel that you have. And ultimately, no matter how secure you feel, yeah, it's still sitting out and having someone come in and take your job for just a short period of time. Like Joe Thornton said he likes to keep moving and stay in. He didn't want to sit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like the king of healthy scratches, man. It's still somebody else that that takes your job away from you, even though it's temporary. Especially a guy like Jason Spezza. There's been times when he's had to sit as a healthy scratch in Toronto and we all know this. Careers are usually started by somebody getting an opportunity, getting into the lineup. And unfortunately, careers are ended that way too, where a young guy gets in and, and he comes in and plays well. And, and, you're, and you're sitting out that game for a rest. All of a sudden, that little rest you're getting is more of, hey, that young guy can come in. He can do it cheaper. He's younger. Um, and especially come playoff times. Uh, you've seen young guys come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they get an opportunity in the playoffs they bring that youthful exuberance in, and, and, and the coach says, hey, with this energy is great. So I'm with you on that one too, Kipper. Um, you, do, you never want to not play and give somebody else an opportunity of stealing your job, no matter how old or how much money you have in the bank. You just don't, you just don't want somebody to take what you have. I feel like we should be playing Lion King's Circle of Life right now. Circle of Life. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Yorkie, we'll, we'll never ask you to be a healthy scratch on this show. <laughs> oh man! I used to do a, I used to do a radio show in Ottawa for uh, three years with a good friend of mine, Steve Boyd. That was the name of our show. We were called the Healthy Scratches. <laughs> Brutal name. <laughs> I didn't come up with it, by the way. <laughs> All right, Yorkie, we're going to let you go. But uh, as always, man, thanks for joining us. Anytime, fellas. Anytime. Have a good one. Thanks, Yorkie. Jason York, Hockey Night in Canada analyst. Even watching the lead, uh, a guy like uh, Black. Uh, Blackwell mm-hmm. get traded. That's another guy that now has come in and given a, a fourth line, more of a, a, a look, a presence. But it could come at the expense of Jason Spetson now, maybe even for game one. Yeah. I want to see this guy get a chance somewhere else up the lineup, by the way. And I know that's not exactly what you're talking about, but Blackwell's been great, I've thought. Oh, I. I totally see that, um, that he can, uh, depending on the flow of the game or whether you're down a goal or you're looking for a a momentum shift. That guy can be player. Say he'll go plug in the energy. He he can work his way right up there with uh, Tavares. That's what I was going to say. I think there's a world in which you see him play alongside McKayev and Tavares at some point in the playoffs. 
I, I don't know. Maybe you try it out yeah. these 10 games before the end of the regular yeah. season. But his puck pursuit, his tenacity, his just being like a little pain in the ass out there is really shown. And I think he deserves a couple shots higher up. And he'll get him too. Just we'll just have it was like, what if Kasha is able to come back? You know, like there's some there's a world where this lineup can look. How real long good. has Kasha been out now? A month. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna need a few games. If there's a chance that he's gonna play in the playoffs, you just hope he can get a couple of games in. That that's a very big ask. Can I? I say, he's cooked. We ain't seeing him. I there's two things that concern me a little bit. One is if he's healthy. I, I, I would They'll find a way to put him in. You think, uh, I need they depth. put in Andreas Janssen in game five against the Columbus Blue Jackets when he had been injured for a month plus, whatever. They plugged him there, right in. There's, boys, I'm telling you, there's this. you're in it for the long run, and that's where the seventh, eighth, ninth defensemen mm-hmm. come in or your, your 12th, 13th, and 14th forward come in. There's going to be some suspensions, some injuries, guys disappearing, Muzzin not 100%. It's going to take the whole village here, boys. Yeah. I just, the only thing I'm saying with, with Kasha is just a, a, a it really, he's had a lot of concussion issues and bringing a guy back who had another concussion into the heat of a playoff series against a rough and tumble team, it just concerns me about the guy. I wonder, he's, had, he's had some, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm telling you, Kipper, I, I, like, you know what the concussion stuff, it's it's scary. And he's had a lot, he's had a lot of stuff going on. I only speak if, if he's got clearance and he yeah. feels like he, he can do it and he's back. Hundred yeah. percent. That's that's the only. He's got to change way way He's got to change the way he plays a little bit if he's going to stick I, around. I wonder though, like he's had the conversation with himself. I'm sure about like, do I want to keep putting myself out there and putting making myself vulnerable yeah. to this sort of thing? And then he's decided to come back and show the league, give me another chance. Does he want to do it again? Give me another chance. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of. Give me a chance! <laughs> Give me a chance! Eddie Olchuk. <laughs> After the break, Natural. Derek, get it ready. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> We're back after this. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 for your shot to win Leafs Flyers tickets on April 19th is Faraby. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do you go from one game to 14 last one game last night to 14 tonight? I don't know the guy's name, but it's something like Stephen Hatz's Petros. Or something. <laughs> I think it's probably Greek, actually. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how you go from 1 to 14. All right. Speaking of, just give me a chance. Our favorite. <laughs> Our favorite. You know, I was with Mike Hartman. I was with some of the boys uh, last weekend, Eddie. Uh, somebody dropped like 125 to play a few of us on, uh, on MSG Ice. Uh, someone said if you step up to 250, you get Ed old Chuck, uh, but they didn't. They, <laughs> they didn't bite. They didn't yeah, bite. No, that, that that's not happening. So okay, so Justin, nice to be with you. Yeah, I hope you you're too. doing well. And uh, uh, so Kipper, so how many did you get? I mean, how many did you go top shelf forehand, backhand? Did you try to be like Austin Matthews? Like, what yes. were you? Well, yes, how, I did. Your game? I, your game? I did, and I failed miserably, <laughs> and I scored I one goal. And uh, after in the uh, in the in the in the lineup where we shook hands with this team, the goalie comes up to me and he goes, "Ah, oh, man, I was ex- uh, I, I I mishandled it because I was expecting something harder." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Zing okay, hey, hey, Kate Kipper, hey, hey. Uh, just for the record, because I am just a tad older than you are, uh, that's what happens when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The best was uh, Brian Leach saying, oh, "I'm I'm retiring again from this. This is my second <laughs> He's retirement." Okay. He's, he said he uh, left going. I don't think I'll ever put equipment on ever again after that it. performance. Oh man! <laughs> oh my God! How are you, Eddie? Uh, well, where where yeah, are I'm, you? I'm, I'm I'm doing well. I'm actually uh, fighting traffic. I'm actually headed down in uh, in Chicago. I got uh, the Hawks and Kings tonight, and then I'll uh, fly to Philadelphia in the morning. I got 
TNT tomorrow and uh, Flyers and Rangers, and then I'll be back here on uh, Thursday night for Chicago and San Jose. So I got a uh, nice, uh, nice busy week this week, but uh, all is good. And when the playoffs are uh, right around the corner, and a lot of teams will be hitting single digits here before long, and uh, as we all know, that means playoff hockey's right around the corner. So it's a great time of year. Yeah, really exciting. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, before we get into that and, and so much more, uh, got to ask you about your thoughts just overall on Austin Matthews and, and what yeah. he's doing. And, you know, Eddie, for me, I, I go back, uh, you know, to 2004 uh, with the, the lockout and coming back and how from that moment on, everything was geared to open up the freedom to the likes of Ovechkin and Crosby and, and players that come after them. And the NHL has been really geared towards all these rules to start finding guys ways to put the puck in the net. And now Austin on, on the cusp of, of 60 goals is, is for, for the NHL. I, I guess they can't be happier that, uh, that they're getting guys in this ballpark again. Well, it's in sports in general. I mean, look what, what look what the rules in the National Football League have done, Kipper, over the last handful of years. I mean, you've really put, you know, defensive coordinators and defensive players really in a tougher spot and a way to generate and, 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 and uh, funnel, you know, the game towards more offense. And, you know, whether it was the juice baseball for a handful of years or, you know, uh, starting extra innings with guys on second base or wh- whatever it is. I mean, the National Hockey League was one of the first to sit there and go, okay, well, let's really sit down and try to figure out how we can generate more offense. Just because you generate more offense doesn't mean players in the National Hockey League are going to be able to score. Uh, you could you could get you can name 15 guys right now that you could give them 100 chances, and there's a pretty good chance that maybe they only score on one. You give Austin Matthews two chances, he's got a pretty good chance of scoring two goals right yeah. now just because of how great he is. So, look, I think the rules have certainly opened up the game. Um, it is it has generated, um, you know, more opportunities. You know, the, the way the game is called by the officials and and the skill level of the young of, of the younger players. You're going back to 04, Kipper. It, you know, I think it certainly is that is that is that skill is being emphasized. There's more freedom. There's less hooking and holding and clutching and grabbing. And, you know, I don't want to say dump and chase type of hockey, but, you know, playing with a little bit more control, you know, taking the center line out, uh, starting face-offs on power plays in the offensive zone. So you're right. I mean, it does cater to offensive players. And when you get a guy like Austin Matthews, or we've seen it for how many years with Patrick Kane, uh, you know, these guys are super skilled and, and they don't need a lot. To, uh, to create and generate and eventually finish. So, look, at there's something for having an open game. There's something for having chances. But when you have the chances, you got to be able to put the puck into the back of the net or at least make a pass and, and, and be that type of player. And Austin Matthews has just been, you know, look, at he's been lights out. There, there, there's no doubt about it. And it's, it's fun to see. I, I was really, you know, and having, you know, played, uh, you know, almost four years in Toronto, and really kind of where my career kind of took off is when I got traded from Chicago, my hometown, to the Leafs. And, you know, I guess almost the fall of 1987, I got traded for Rick Five. It was a big, massive trade between the Hawks and the Leafs. And knowing Squid had scored, you know, 50 goals a couple of times and, and, uh, you know, been the captain of the Maple Leafs and having gone there and then my first year going there and, and, and not really feeling a lot of pressure, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I felt more pressure playing at home than I did playing in Toronto. But, you know, what I'm getting at is is that when you get on a roll as a goal scorer, you, uh, you just think that every time you go out on the ice, and I don't care what era it is, you just feel like you're going to score. And, and watching Austin Matthews and seeing him take that picture with Rick Five, whether it was yesterday or two years ago, kind of the – you know, the past with the present is a, is a former Leaf and is just a, a, an, an old-time guy. I really appreciated that picture. And uh, what Austin Matthews is doing is just absolutely uh, lights out, and uh, uh, it is great to see. So right now the confidence level is through the roof, and, 
Yeah, forget 60, Kipper. I mean, he looks like he's on the verge of 65, and and that is just a, an incredible number for any player in the National Hockey League, let alone somebody that is uh, you know holds the all-time record for most goals in uh, the great history of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Eddie, with all these rule changes and all the scoring, do you think there's a world where a door has been opened up for a team to win a Stanley Cup that isn't a defense as a priority team, a physical team as a priority? We, we've said for years, right, goaltending wins championships, you got to play defense, it's all about that sort of thing. Could you score a way to a Stanley Cup in this era, or does it always revert back to the way it's, it's been in the past once you get into that postseason? I, I would say just Again, thinking about all the different eras, and you know, I, I came in Justin, you know, back in the in the early '80s, and and you know that very well with the Islanders and then the Oilers, and you know, look at like I look at that Edmonton Oilers team, and, and the best defense in the world is when you have the puck, and and that Oiler run from you know '84 to '87 or '88, whatever it was, like they they had the mindset of look at yeah, we may give up five or six. But we could get eight or nine, no problem. You know, like that. That again, I know it's different, and 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 the game is is way different now than it was back in the, you know, in the, in the early '80s or even the '90s or the early 2000s. But I think that it will happen, just because, as you know, Justin, as far as the numbers and the analytics, I think, you know, you're going to get a matchup where. You know, you, you may it just may you may get the 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 you know the 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 roll of the dice in every round where you just know that you're going to be able to outchance the other team that you're playing, and they may get their chances. But we know that we're going to end up eventually putting the puck in the back of the net, and if we have to win game 6-4 or 5-3, we know we can do that. So I'd like to think that you could win anyway. I don't know if that's really the way that you should plan it or, or want to go into sure. it, but I think it will. I think it will eventually happen where a team just sits there and goes, you know, you know, goes through a series and, and wins it and scores five or six goals every game while giving up, you know, three or four every game. I see that happen. Uh, really quick, I, when I was a rookie in the National Hockey League, I was playing with the Chicago Blackhawks. We played against the Oilers in the conference finals in 85. So this is like May of 85. That series still to this day, it was a six-game series. It is still the NHL record for the most goals scored in a six-game series in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the history of the greatest championship wow. in all of professional sports. I, if, don't quote me, but I think there were 63 goals <laughs> scored in those six games. And I will say this, is that the first two games we played in Edmonton, of course, of course the Oilers had home ice. The Oilers beat us, I believe, like 8-2, to two, and like ten to three, the first two games of the series, <laughs> and somehow, and so yeah, and somehow we came back home to Chicago and beat them like seven three, and like you know four to one or four to two, and then from there it was like nine two and eight one, and then the rest is history. So, you know, look at could a team do that? Hey, why not? As long as the game is called the same way and. You know, the team stays on a run, and, yeah, they play that way and go, look, at. we know we can't defend very well, and, and, and we're going to try to blow a team out of the rink, and maybe they can get the, you know, maybe it's a, it is the first one to six for some teams. So, yes, long-winded, Justin, I think there, there, there will be that team. Now, maybe not the whole playoff, but I think a high percentage of it where a team could just outscore somebody else and, and, and so-called not so worry about uh, how many goals that they give up. Please tell me in that series a couple went off your ass. Hey, you get a couple? <laughs> uh, all I know, all I know is that the video. All I know is the video doesn't lie. Is that I think in game, in games three or four, I went coast to coast, went around a guy by the name of Paul Coffey, shorthanded, and fired one past Grant Fuhr. And I think those two names are both in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So enough said, Kim. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's what we like to hear on this show. Uh, earlier, uh, Edzo, we had uh, Jason York on, and he thought yeah. that uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning would be uh, a better uh, start in, in round one versus the Leafs for no other reason that you're, you're supposed to lose. All the pressure would be on the defending Stanley Cup champions. Do you buy into that? No, I. Wait, he's saying that the that Tampa would have more pressure than the Leafs. Yes. 
to win. I don't see it at all. I do not see it all. I do not see it that way at all. The Le- the Leafs have pressure on them regardless of who they play. They're, they're, they mean, look at Tampa's already got two in the in their back pocket. They're going in there and look at. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to look at Tampa and go with all the changes and you know they've been struggling here. You know you don't know what's going on with Ryan McDonough. You know, Vasilevsky looks like he's kind of just gotten a little tired here, and rightfully so. The guy's played a 1,000 games in three years. I mean, of course you're going to get tired. But to me, I I mean, just that series right there, not a chance. I I would not think that Tampa has any pressure to play the Maple Leafs. I think all the pressure is on the Maple Leafs because, look, if they don't make a run, I got to imagine there's going to be some casualties at some point. No, it'll Um, be fine. (laughs) <laughs> so well no i'm kidding well only 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 time will tell but to me i do not see it that way i i think okay interesting I think the pressure is totally on the leafs all right that's just my opinion yeah. yeah uh it's uh it's it's ramping up i agree a lot, a lot of heat on the leafs here um as much as i enjoy uh piling on the Leafs pressure i want to talk to you about the west a little bit and what's going on yeah. out there what are your thoughts on vegas where they're at, and if they get in, is there is there a chance here that things get interesting if they sneak in as a low seed? Well, if that ends up being the case, uh, is it not mean there's a collision course there between the Avs and the Golden Knights? Right, love it. I mean, I mean look at how you know how awesome would would, would that be? Uh, look at the the West. I think is 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 Colorado, uh, Calgary. And here next Monday night in Chicago. So looking forward to them, uh, you know, seeing them and how well that they, Johnny Hockey has just been, I mean, how awesome has he been this year? So, you know, Vegas is interesting, Justin, just because they really haven't had a full roster here all season long. And, you know, whether it's been injuries or COVID or making trades and then having to rescind the trade and then bringing the guy back in the locker room, the guy scores a game-winning goal in back-to-back games. I mean, they've had everything that you could imagine. Talking about another team that if they don't get in or get, you know, or lose out in the first round, another team that has, I mean, they have a boatload of pressure on them for sure, 100%, and that would be really interesting. But you get Mark Stone back, hopefully, um, you know, Pacioretty can stay healthy, uh, you know, the goaltending situation, you need Robin Leonard to be just that as well. You know, they would be they would be a dangerous team, but, you know, they got to find their way in. And, you know, not, last time I looked, they've only, they're only a couple of points here behind L.A. now, and the games have kind of come together as far as the, you know, games played. Uh, th- that would be a real – they'd be a real interesting team is if they can all, you know, get healthy and, and get through the you know, salary cap numbers and, and what have you. But uh, that'll, uh, that'll be an interesting story, not only if, if they make it or if they don't make it, um, and then, you know, what happens moving forward depending uh, come playoff time. You played the game a long time. You broadcasted uh, a long time. Can, and you mentioned Leonard. Can you ever recall so many goalies going into a first-round unproven or having an opportunity to 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 truly make a name for themselves well how come you didn't mention that i coached too kipper did you forget about did you have did you have a, just like a, a you know like uh a, a, a blackout there did you forgot that i coached no, you or do you, no, or just, do you want to not talk about that and anything i add to that just will make <laughs> you feel that much older that's all <laughs> hey no hey Hey, that's what the little blue M&Ms are for. Don't worry about it. Okay, so, so, so uh, look, at, I, when it does come to that goaltending, as we all know it, and, Justin, you touched on it before about, you know, how goaltending and defense wins and whatever, and, and, yeah, there will be certain guys that will have that pressure thrown at them, you know, whether they're the starter or they come in in relief or they're a rookie or they've been in and out of, you know, COVID protocol or in, on and off, uh, you know, uh, injury. You just you just need them to be consistent, Kipper, right? And and you can't leave your goaltenders out to dry. I mean, unless, you know, unless you are maybe a team like Colorado or a team like Florida that could just probably outscore anybody if they decided, you know, to play that way. Maybe Vegas has to play that way. You know, may, maybe they do. But I think, well, you know, you got, uh, you got Martinez back, McNabb. 
you know, their defense is like they can, they're they're pretty good. You know, like I think that you, know, you just mentioned Leonard's name. You know, if you can insulate him and, and and just expect him and 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 ask him to make the routine save 100% of the time, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. But in certain areas and certain markets, if you you know the pressure is certainly on uh, those guys that are going to be in the blue paint, whether it's the guy that's starting or maybe it's a third string goaltender, you better get it and it better be consistent because if not, it's going to be a very short uh, a very short run in the playoffs. One thing that has people excited here is that Matthew's potential chance to win a Hart Trophy uh, hasn't happened in Toronto. I think nineteen six. It's been sixty-seven years since uh, a Hart Trophy was won yeah. here. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Matthew's competition and who gives him the best run at it? Um, obviously, yeah. a, a number of quality candidates. Uh, I don't think it's a runaway by any means. No, uh, he certainly would be in my top three. I, I've been touting Roman Yossi for a while, Justin. Uh, thinking about that, he. You know, he's on the verge of getting 100 points. I know he's kind of gone a little cold here. And, and look, at he, what has he got 87, 88 points, whatever it is. I mean, the guy's bound to go cold for a couple of games. But if he gets to 100 points, and we haven't had a 100-point scoring defenseman in the National Hockey League in 30 years. And Kipper, it's our former teammate. You mentioned him earlier. Brian Leach is the last defenseman to get 100 points, I believe, in the National Hockey League. So, to me, if he gets to 100 points and Nashville makes it, Justin, I, I, I'd be shocked if he isn't a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Like, I, I really, in all due respect, Jonathan Huberto has had an unbelievable season. I mentioned Johnny Hockey. He has had an unbelievable season. You want to throw Igor Shosturkin in there if somehow that the Rangers win the division and, and take over from Carolina? you got to think that he's going to get some votes. We know Austin Matthews as a slam dunk is going to be a finalist with, without question. What, I mean, look at what McDavid and Dreisaitl are doing, not only scoring, but look at their team. Look at the job that, uh, you know, Todd Woodcroft has done there. So, yeah, I think you could go a lot of ways. Maybe the vote ends up getting split and maybe end, and somebody ends up, you know, maybe backdooring Justin on the, you know, eventually winning the Hart Trophy. But, you know, seeing what Matthews is doing um, – you know, an offense sells, it's sexy and, and, and rightfully so. But I would not underestimate if, if Roman Yossi can get to that 100-point total. Uh, to me, he would be in my top two 100% and, uh, and then wherever the vote lies. One more, uh, one more for me, uh, Edzo, and, and you've got a pulse in Chicago. Where is the story go with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves? And is it simply their call? on where they see their future? Uh, fair question. I, I, I don't know, Kipper. They, they do hold all the cards, uh, very similar to, you know, uh, you know, guys that have no movements and, and can sit there and dictate the terms and, 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 you know, ask to be, you know, moved or go to a certain spot. I mean, look at, I mean, look at the card that Claude Giroux played, right? Like over the course of the season, you know, Claude Giroux was open to a couple of different places, Colorado being one, uh, Florida obviously, you know, being one. The Rangers took a major run at Claude Giroux, and there was some interest by Claude Giroux to go to the New York Rangers. And from what I understand, the best package of any of the three was from the New York Rangers. But as the season went on, and when you do give out these no movement clause, the player dictates the terms, and all of a sudden it's like, nah, I'm just, I just want to go here. So you're asking your general manager to play a game of five-card stud with really two cards. And they did, you know, look at they made a heck of a deal. Owen Tippett and some, you know, a prospect and a couple of picks. But when the player drives the bus, the general manager and the team just, you know, you just say, yes, where do you want to go? And, and we'll try to make the best deal. Now, it becomes very easy for the teams that are getting these players, easy from the aspect of, well, we know he wants to come here, so we don't know we don't have to give up, you know, as much as we probably should because the player is dictating the terms. So in saying that, Kipper, whether or not Jonathan Taves and, and Patrick Kane want to play out the string here and hit free agency – they have earned that right, especially after winning three Stanley Cups. And I know Kyle Davidson, 
he said this publicly is that, you know, the conversations will happen. You know, we'll see what the players want to do because they hold the cards and, and, and go from there. But, uh, you know, interesting times for sure in the major rebuild here in Chicago and uh, two guys that have uh, really helped turn this uh, franchise and a renaissance of Blackhawk hockey here over the course of the last, you know, 15, 16 years. Edzo, you asked us to give you a chance, give you a chance on this show, and you delivered. <laughs> Justin, nice to be with you. Talk <laughs> yeah. to you soon. <laughs> Always is, Eddie. Thank you. Eddie old Chuck. Right. See you, Kipper. See Love you, pal. pal. Love you, too. Yeah, well, they won cups in Chicago, but that yeah. was a long time ago. And I thought that was a great question. Pat Kane's still in his prime. And wants to win again. I don't know why it always felt like in my head that like Patrick Kane would be the first one to leave of him and Taves. But Taves really has that like, and I'm not saying Kane doesn't, but that like Canadian hockey guy, the only thing that's ever mattered is the Stanley Cup mentality. Winning. Winning. Like he's just, he's just that. And not that Kane doesn't, doesn't, but he is like, this is like his whole life has been this like tunnel at yeah. Stanley like, Cups. Get out of my way. If you're not thinking right. like I'm thinking, I have no time for you. Like, he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to do a Ryan Getzlaff thing and be like, I'm going to, you know, and I'm probably not going to win, but I like being in one jersey like Cups. Just, just a piece of housekeeping. Hmm. You said to Eddie O that uh, about the Black, about, sorry, we were talking about the Blackhawks, about the Lightning having the more pressure. What Yorkie said was that the Leafs would have more pressure against the Bruins than they would yes. against the Lightning. Yeah, right. But That's you, right. What, you, what you said to Eddie, like, that the Lightning would have more pressure than the Leafs in the first round. That's why he was like, ah, ah and he was, like, taken aback by it. So he made Yorkie yeah, sound did, like a Yeah, did I not phrase yeah, that? He made Yorkie sound like a bit of a dumb There'd be bonus. more pressure on the Leafs <laughs> to yes. beat Tampa. Boston, well, to beat Boston than there would be to beat Tampa. That's what. Yes. yes. So I thought I, fra- I, nah, thought I framed okay. it. Uh, I don't want. I'm not trying to bury you or whatever. No, but I that's just want fine. To if I didn't do a good job of, uh, yeah. you do a good job every day. But I just don't want yeah. to bury our boy Yorkie because he comes on all the time. No, so. I, it was not. No, I I understood it that there there would be more upside for the Le- if the Leafs lost. It it's better that it, they it's lose to better Tampa. to lose to a team that uh, we were supposed to lose to essentially, mm-hmm. or a team that they don't have a historical boogeyman aspect right. with. Like yeah, the Boston no better time to start a new one yeah. than to lose to Tampa Bay in the first round. How many teams in the division can know, lose to? Have got tired Bruins. of the boogeyman from Boston. Let's go get a new boogeyman. Yeah, from down in the south. Anyways, <laughs> I just wanted right, to bring that up. Go back.